today I am talking to Melissa, the blogger behind Our Life Financial. She is an avid DIY investor for more than two decades, so lots of knowledge, and she's been inspiring others across social media platforms since 2019. She's been featured in many personal finance blogs and podcasts, and she was a presenter in last year's Women's Can Money Summit, where we learned all about dividend investing, or I learned definitely a lot more about dividend investing. Currently, she's enjoying early retirement while publishing a monthly newsletter for like-minded investors, where she shares her portfolio holdings, stock analysis, and monthly dividend income. She hopes that by chronicling her journey to help others, it will help others build an income stream for their retirement. And I'm super excited to talk to Melissa again this year. And we're talking all about dividend investing, but this time we're going to talk about Melissa's top 10 favorite dividend stocks. So welcome back, Melissa. Oh, thank you so much. And I just want to um, say thank you for putting out this amazing event for Canadian women. It's absolutely fabulous. And I'm thrilled to be here for a second time in a row. And I think it offers a wealth of knowledge for people, uh, for women who are interested in learning more about personal finance and specifically investing. So I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. It is my pleasure. So can you, as a quick recap, if we didn't see last year's video, if we're new to this, can you just do a quick recap of what is a dividend stock? So a dividend stock is a company that pays out part of its earnings to its shareholders. So um, when companies have their earnings at the end of the year, they can, or, or every quarter, they can put money back into growing the business, or they can uh, put money back into growing the business, as well as sharing it with some shareholders. And so that would be in the form of a dividend. And so I focus on dividend companies predominantly, because I feel that when when you purchase a growth stock, you will buy a company and you're hoping that that share price goes up. And so you have an outlay of cash to buy the shares. And then you have to wait sometimes years, sometimes decades before that share price hits a dollar value that you're willing to sell the shares for. And that's how you make your income. That's how you make your profit. Dividend companies, I still look for growth in that share price, but I want to be paid right away. And so by investing in companies that pay dividends, I can earn a dividend while I'm waiting for that share price to grow. So for me, I focus almost entirely on dividend stocks. And I think it's a great way for people to create a income stream for themselves in retirement. So that answers my next question as far as why you favor it, because I know you've done, you've dabbled in like real estate and things like that. So it's a great form of passive income, which is awesome. What do you look for when deciding what dividend stock to buy? I have a lot of criteria that I look for, uh, but predominantly when I first started, I would look for dividend yield. But I want to say that and I want to warn people that you can't just always look for dividend yield because not all dividend companies are created equally. A high yield is a great place to start. But you also have to know the underlying company because there's some companies that can pay a really high dividend that would be very attractive to investors, but that dividend may not be sustainable. So you need to look for companies that have a history of growing their dividend and a history of growing earnings in addition to that dividend so that you're getting, it's sort of like a win-win situation. You're getting that great dividend while you're waiting for the share price to appreciate. I do look for the dividend yield and then I look for the payout ratio and the payout ratio is how much of their earnings are going to pay that dividend. So if you have a company that has, you know, that makes a dollar in earnings, but they're paying 
you know, 85 cents out to their shareholders for um, their dividend, that's getting pretty close to their entire earnings. So that would be something that I may look at and be cautious about investing in. But if you've got a company that is continually increasing their earnings, and they're paying out, you know, 50% of their earnings to shareholders or even less, that dividend has a lot of room to grow over the years. You might be able to see dividend growth and share growth. And so that's really, you know, dividend growth investors are looking for that win-win situation where the dividend is growing, earnings are growing, and so the share price is also growing and following those increases. All right, so those are some really good tips and I don't want to get too much into like specific dividend or strategies because we talked we've talked about that last year, so those are available in last year's videos, but let's jump to it. What are your top 10 favorite dividend stocks and what do you like about them? Like why did you choose them? Okay, so um, when you first asked me to share my 10 favorite stocks, I thought, oh, okay, this is going to be going to be great. But then I thought my my ultimate favorite that I think everyone should own, I, I would pretty much be listing all of the banks, all of the pipelines, and that would pretty much take up, you know, eight of the 10. So today I'm really focusing on stocks that I think are undervalued, that I think are good for entry points for new dividend investors, which will hopefully provide them with that win-win situation situation where they are able to see share price growth, but they're also investing in companies that will hopefully continue to increase their dividend year after year. And before I start, I just want to mention that as dividend investors or any investor, really growth investor, dividend investor doesn't really matter. The entry point in which you buy the stock is really what matters because when you're when you're a growth investor you want to buy a stock low and you want to sell it high when you're a dividend investor you also want to buy that stock at a reasonable value because you want to see that stock price grow over time so you don't want to pay a, a, a high price for the stock but you also want to be able to um, earn a dividend but also, you know, see that price appreciation. So I think the entry point is important because first of all, it dictates your yield on cost. And that's really, that's the money that you're going to be earning on your initial investment. So that's why I chose the companies I did today, because I think that they're reasonably valued and they're going to give you a good yield while you wait for that share appreciation. So my first pick is Bank of Nova Scotia. And there's a famous quote by Warren Buffett that, you know, he says, be greedy when others are fearful. And I can tell you that investors have kind of pulled away from Bank of Nova Scotia recently. And I, I don't really understand why. Yes, they haven't performed as well as the other banks, but they're still making billions of dollars a year. So really, and their their stock is today, it's trading around $68. They pay a 6% dividend. Last year, when all the banks were hitting their highs, it was trading at $90. So 68 is a pretty good price to pay for Bank of Nova Scotia right now. They do have a new CEO. And a lot of investors were concerned because um, he's not from the banking industry. And so they felt like, you know, why why are they hiring someone that, that hasn't worked in banking? But he's the, he came from Finney. International, which is another company, and it's it's more like construction equipment and heavy equipment, the Caterpillar brand, but they have a huge market in Latin America. And Bank of Nova Scotia, I like because they have exposure in Latin America and the Caribbean, whereas the other banks have exposure in the U.S. economy with the U.S. banks. 
And so it gives you a little bit exposure outside of, you know, Canada and the US. And I think his experience in building the business in Latin America for Finning International is going to transcend over to Bank of Nova Scotia. So I think he's going to really steer the ship in a great direction. And so for that reason, that was the top one on my list. I think it's an excellent buy at the current price. And you can get a 6% dividend to sit and wait for the price to go up. So that's my first choice. My second choice is Pembina Pipeline. I think it's important to own a pipeline in a dividend portfolio, specifically a Canadian dividend portfolio. And um, you have TransCanada Pipeline, you have Kiera, and you have uh, Enbridge. I've added... Uh, Pembina to my list today because they've been paying dividends since 1997 and they carry half of Alberta's oil and almost all of BC's oil. And as we all know, new pipelines are really not going to be in our future. So the existing pipelines, you know, all the oil and gas that's going to be needed over the next several decades is going to be going through the current infrastructure. So I think there's a lot of growth for them moving forward. And uh, they pay a 6% dividend right now. They're currently trading at 44.25 and their payout ratio is 48%. So they have a lot of growth that they can share or give back to shareholders moving forward. So I think that's another good pick for someone who may be starting a dividend portfolio. My next choice is Fortis. Uh, they're a utility company. Again, I think every every dividend portfolio should include a utility. And I think Fortis is, is the best one to own. It's been paying a dividend for over 50 years. And there's a list, the Canadian aristocrats, and it is a list of all the companies and how long they've been consecutively increasing their dividends. And Fortis is number two on the list. Uh, the only one that's uh, paid dividends, you know, m- more consecutively than Fortis is Canadian Utilities. So that stands to prove that this company is an excellent company. Their stock chart, if you look up Fortis, the ticker is FTS, their stock chart is beautiful. That's the kind of stock chart you want to see. It just goes straight up over time. And so their share price has increased over time. Their dividend has increased on over time. I think it's uh, provides great diversification because they have uh, power utilities in the East, Newfoundland and PEI. And then they have it in the US and the Caribbean. And they also distribute natural gas in BC and Arizona and New York State. So you're getting all of that diversification in a fantastic company. So So that's another reason why I chose Fortis. My fourth pick would be uh, Great West Life. They're an insurance company. And again, I think it's important to have an insurance company in your dividend portfolio. And this is the one I would pick right now because I think it's undervalued. And unlike Manulife or Sun Life, who are trying to expand into the Asian markets, Great West Life has, uh, they've already expanded into the USA and also Europe. So that just gives you a little bit of a a different exposure than Manulife or Sun Life would give you. And I think the stock price is, you know, a relatively undervalued price right now. It's $37.88 and they pay 5.5% dividend. It's well run and I think it's a conservative pick for a portfolio. And um, I know a lot of people are, you know, I mean, they've been saying it for since COVID, you know, we're going to, you know, recessions, recessions coming, recessions coming, you know, when that is going to happen, I don't know. It's, you know, the, the sign 
signs are pointing that perhaps that's going to be closer than we might think. So it's nice to have solid companies in your portfolio that you don't really have to worry about. And I would say Great West Life is one of those. Uh, my next pick would be Bell Canada. Again, uh, this is a different industry, but I think it's important to own uh, telecommunications in your portfolio. And we have BCE, we have uh, Roger Shaw now combined, and we have TELUS. Out of those, I would pick BCE. It's the biggest. It's larger than uh, Rogers and Shaw now that they are combined. So it's a powerhouse in the industry. And it trades at approximately $64. And it provides a 6% dividend. So it's a good, solid, conservative play in your portfolio to uh, expose you to the telecommunications industry. My next pick is another bank. It's a smaller bank. It's Laurentian Bank, and it's uh, predominantly in Quebec. And the reason I like Laurentian Bank is because, well, first of all, they've hired a woman CEO. So that's a plus in my book. And uh, she did come from the banking industry, unlike Scott Thompson at BNS. She did come from the banking industry. And in fact, she came from Bank of Nova Scotia. She has worked her entire career in the banking industry. And so she's now uh, taken over leadership at Laurentian Bank. And uh, it had fallen out of favor with investors. And I can tell you that in 2021, I believe she took it over in 2020, 2021. So her first year of being uh, CEO, their earnings per share were a dollar three, which is pretty low. So they've, uh, they've been struggling and uh, she had a mess to clean up. And this year, so her second year of leadership, their earnings came out at $4 and 87 cents. So that's a huge increase. So I have all the faith in the world that she is going to turn this bank around. I think it's a great buy at $31 and they pay a 5.8% dividend. So that's a pretty significant yield to earn while you're waiting to see that share appreciate or see that price appreciate over time. And I think she's going to do a fantastic job. So I'm a huge believer and their payout ratio is really low. It's around 37, 40%. So that's uh, significantly lower than a lot of the other banks. So I think it's a I think it's a decent buy at the current prices. I think it would be good for a portfolio. You'll see you'll get that win win scenario. The next one I have is freehold royalties. And anybody who has followed me in the past knows that I'm kind of bullish on the energy sector right now. And I think um, I don't think that oil and gas. I mean. You know, people are, are talking about renewable energy and EV vehicles and all of that. And I don't think the infrastructure is in place yet for that to take over. And so I'm very bullish on oil and gas. We're going to need oil and gas from in my lifetime, in my kids' lifetime. I don't know about my grandkids, but my kids' lifetime for sure. So I'm very bullish on the sector and freehold royalties is a really nice play for people that are a little nervous of investing in a pure oil and gas company because freehold is um, they earn royalties. So they earn all of their income from royalties in land rights and the wells. And they actually manage the largest portfolio of oil and gas royalties in Canada. And they also have land rights across the US. So in this case, you get that exposure to the energy sector, but it not might not be as risky, let's say, as investing in an oil and gas company. And their dividend 
They're currently trading at 1509 and their dividend is 7%. Normally, I would say run away from a dividend that's 7%. With freehold royalties, I think that's sustainable for a decade or more. I think it's sustainable if, if the price of oil stays the way it, it, it has over the last two years. I think that that dividend is definitely sustainable. And you know, they're making a lot of money right now, and it's only going to go up. So that is why I feel that that's a good play right now in someone's portfolio. Uh, speaking about the energy sector, I also love Enbridge. So Enbridge is another one that I would add to a portfolio. It's very defensive. I feel like it's uh, undervalued. It makes a lot of sense to purchase it. It's a safe business. It's proven itself during recessions in the in the past, it's been able to grow their dividend despite sector and economic market volatility. So it's a great long term hold. They've been paying a dividend for 28 years consistently. So Again, I think it's a conservative hold. You can hold it probably forever. And you can buy it today at $53.23. And the dividend is 6.6%. So another pretty decent dividend to start off with. My ninth uh, pick is Alta Gas. So we're kind of in this energy cycle here, or, or the ones that I'm choosing. Alta Gas has struggled a little bit in the past with their debt. So their uh, investors kind of walked away from them uh, a couple of years ago, and they're just now starting to find their footing and um, come back and be realized by investors. They've begun to take notice of the stock again, and I think it has a bright future. They process, transport, and store natural gas for the producers, and they have they also have a strong utility business in the U.S. So I think you can purchase this at $23. They pay a 5% dividend. I think that you're going to see share price, and I think the dividend is going to continue to increase over time. And just as a side note, during the last energy super cycle, the stock traded at a high of $53. And so today it's trading at $23. So if you can get in around that price, I think you're, you're going to see some good capital gains over the years. And uh, like I said, the dividend, I think is just going to keep increasing. Finally, my last pick is White Cap Resources. Now this is an oil uh, company. They've been rewarding shareholders by increasing their dividend. They have a great target. They have a great management team, first of all, and they have some really excellent targets in focusing on paying down their debt. And so every time they reach a target, they you know, increase their dividend. And so for the past two years, every time they've reached a debt target, they've been rewarding shareholders with an increase in the dividend. And so they have another debt target coming in June. And I believe the dividend is going to increase again, then, um, you know, don't take my word for it. But I'm pretty confident because that's what management has been telling us. And they're really disciplined. And I think there's gonna I think there's a lot of growth in in that company. So um, the analysts on the street, when I say the analysts on the street, if you go to a stock chart and you click on the analyst estimates, they will tell you how many analysts are tracking white cap and they will tell you what their estimated target price is moving forward, like in the next three to six months. So their target price right now for white cap is $15 and it's trading at 1072. They pay a five and a half percent dividend. If we're really truly in a bull market for oil and gas, I think uh, white cap will likely exceed those targets. But you know, we no one has a crystal ball. No one knows what's going to happen. Uh, these are just my personal opinions on the companies that are as uh, good value right now. 
And I think that they would be well suited for new dividend investors, old dividend investors, people that are interested in that win-win situation where you can over time see the share price grow, but also see the dividend price or dividend grow as well as you know the company grows and uh, earns more money. One thing I do want to say is that I know I'm talking about share price growth and there are a lot of dividend investors buy their shares and buy their companies and they never sell them. They hold them forever or until a time where they need some, you know, money in retirement or buy a car or whatever, whatever the case may be. And then they may go into their portfolio and say, okay, I'm going to sell some of my shares. But normally dividend investors, true dividend investors are buying those companies for the income. So as you add shares to those companies over years and years, your income will go up because you are owning more shares and therefore you will receive higher dividends. As the companies increase their dividends, your income will go up. Unlike investing in an index fund or a growth company where in retirement you have to sell those shares to create an income stream for yourself for retirement, uh, dividend investors try to set themselves up so that their dividend income, they can use their dividend income rather than having to sell shares. So that is truly what appeals to me as a dividend investor. I want to keep building that dividend income over years. Uh, I want to I want to obviously enjoy that dividend income in my retirement as well. But my goal is to really never have to sell any shares. I hope one day it'll probably be, be my estate and my kids that are selling selling my shares. But it's nice any investor wants to see capital gains whether it's on paper or whether you're cashing out your shares. So we all want to buy at a low price and we all want to see that price that share price go up over time. So even though I'm giving you these 10 companies today that I honestly think their share price will grow over time, you know, I own all of these companies personally, and there's only maybe one or two on this list that I would possibly ever consider selling. So I'm in it for the long haul. A lot of dividend investors are in it for the long haul. You don't get into dividend investing to um, play the market and trade. You get in it to buy it and build that income and sit on those shares for decades. I think this list has been awesome. It's very tangible. You've got some great research behind your picks, which is awesome. I think it's a good point to say the prices that you're quoting is obviously current as of the recording of this video. So they could yeah. very well change by the time they come out, well, either up or down, right? Who knows what the market's ever yeah. going to do. And like you said, like this is what your opinion is. This is what you own in yours. It is by no means financial advice. It is meant for educational purposes, a little bit of disclaimer there, but some great options. I've heard of a majority of those companies, but definitely some new ones to me to kind of think about. So I think those are really good picks. So thank you for all of your, you know, research behind your picks and not just like, just these are the 10, you know, hit home runs sort of thing. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. I love talking about dividend stocks. So... <laughs> So if somebody watching this is like, okay, I want to, I want to be a dividend investor. I want to take the next step. What would you say is something that they can do? What is an action step that they can take today to kind of move them closer to that? Okay. Well, I would say, first of all, if you don't have a brokerage account, that's the first thing you need to do. You need to open a brokerage account, probably at your bank where you bank because it's easy, or you can open it at, um, you know, Wealth Simple, for example, they offer no 
fee trading, which is a definite bonus. The big banks, a lot of the big banks charge $9.99 to make a trade. So you may want to start with Wealthsimple. And I would say the first account to open would be a TFSA. I have to plug the TFSA, the tax-free savings account. And when I started investing in dividend stocks, and I, I have to say that my parents were dividend investors. So they were the ones that kind of guided me in this direction. And they did dapple in growth stocks occasionally, never really worked out. They also had a financial advisor uh, work for work uh, with them at one point, and then that didn't work out. And they realized that um, they could probably do it better on their own. And so they started investing solely in dividend stocks. And so they were the ones that guided me. And when I started, I didn't have very much money. It was, you know, I was 25 at the time. And I think I put $500 into an account. And my parents said at the time, try to bu- try to buy one company until you have 100 shares. And then once you have 100 shares, then you can go to the next company. And then you can go to the next company. Rather than having, you know, 10 shares and 10 companies, try to buy enough for that one company first, 100 shares, and then move on to the next one. Now that one company is going to be hard to pick because, you know, which one do I pick? And I've only got one company in my portfolio. And that can be a little scary for people. But I honestly think if you pick, you know, like I said before, I could have talked, my 10 companies could have been the banks and the pipelines, you know, and that would take eight of the 10. So I really think if you pick a bank as your first one, I think, you know, that's a solid investment moving forward. You're, you know, if the banking system in Canada, it's, it's ranked the best in the world. If it all of a sudden collapses, we've got bigger issues on our hands than, you know, our personal portfolios. So I would say uh, a bank is a good place to start. So try to get those 100 shares. And then once you've got that, then you can kind of diversify your portfolio a little bit more by moving into other companies. That's a, that's a really good tip. I haven't heard that one before as far as kind of getting a bit of a bigger chunk of pie, which makes sense because if you have like 10 of each kind of thing and if they move and need a little bit, you're not really seeing anything. Yeah. Um, kind of with that. So yeah, well, simple is a great discount brokerage Q trade, which is a sponsor of this summit is also a really good option for that as well. Yeah. So definitely look into that. So Melissa, this has been amazing. Again, enlightening. Whenever I talk to you, I learned so much more about doing investing, which is not something that I was ever thought I would know anything about. So I definitely appreciate that. If people want to connect more with you, can you tell us how we can do that? Sure. I have, well, I'm on social media, so I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And I also have a newsletter at um, ourlifefinancial.substack.com. But um, they can find me on social media and I'm sure you're going to have the links and uh, don't hesitate to send me a message. I respond to messages. I may take a little, I might take a couple of days. <laughs> But I will definitely respond to messages. So if you ever have any questions, um, don't hesitate to reach out. Awesome. And yes, all of those social medias are linked there. Um, You can subscribe to Melissa's email list. There's a button for that as well. So again, I want to thank you, Melissa, for being here. It is always a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much. It was great to be here.